Life Strength and Health Podcast, Episode 61. Welcome, everyone. This is Life Strength and Health Podcast with Jamal and Kim, where each and every week we educate, empower, and inspire you to live healthier. So let's dive into the show. Hi, Kim and Jamal here, and welcome to another episode of Life Strength and Health Podcast. I'm Kim, and I'm joined with Jamal. Greetings, everyone. And uh, peace and blessings. Yes, and this is episode number sixty-two, which is part two of our Truth About Fat series. Hopefully, you uh, checked out part one, and if you haven't, just go to lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash sixty uh, for part one of this four-part series. And um, like I said, this is our four-part series on the truth about fats. It's something that um, Jamal and I definitely wanted to share um, because fats are a powerful part of our diet. And a lot of times we are consuming the worst type of fats and we're not even aware of it. And a lot of this is leading to a lot of health imbalances within the body. So we are definitely excited to share this information. Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, fats just for so long have gotten a bad rap to the point where people try to stay away from them. And uh, more and more research is showing that, uh, you know, fats are more vital than the other nutrients that we're getting in our bodies. Yes. So uh, we want to set the record straight and we don't want people to be afraid of fats. We want people to be aware and understand what fats they need, what fats they need to avoid, what the studies are are, are beginning to show to help you just to make the best decision possible when it comes to the fats that you're choosing in your diet. Today, we want to continue that conversation it is a four part series, but hey, we might even do <laughs> we might even do more. Right. <laughs> uh, because it is just that important. So we really want to spend some time talking about it. Like in the past, we've spent a lot of time talking about vegetation and water and things like that. So we want to give fat is do justice because people aren't really talking about it. They're talking about it in smaller camps, but um, they're not really talking about it, especially in our community. So we really want to shine some light on this situation. Yeah, definitely. And before we, you know, dive into our organic food for thought segment. I just want to say, you know, thank you for everyone out there who is listening to our show. Our downloads are steadily climbing and uh, we are so grateful for the support. Um, we receive great feedback from, um, you know, you guys that are listening. So thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. And please continue to share our message out there because it's our mission to educate, empower, and inspire you to live healthier. And so the more people who hear of our show, you know, the more lives that we are reaching and hopefully empowering and inspiring you to change and to improve your health for you and your family. And, you you know, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, all the podcast players. We are available. And you can also go to our website, lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash podcast to get all of our previously released episodes. So thank you so much for listening and continue to support us. So for the Organic Food for Thought in this episode, we're going to continue to talk on the topic of olive oil. And um, I want to share with you a list from Dr. Axe where he gives you five tips 
on olive oil on how to buy the proper one uh, for you. Okay, so tip number one is be suspicious of any extra virgin olive oil that costs less than $10 a liter. You know, I'm sure it's great to see (laughs) those prices in stores, but just know you get what you pay for. So be suspicious of buying any extra virgin olive oil that costs less than $10 a liter. Tip number two is look for a seal from the International Olive Oil oil council the ioc so look for that on the seal of your bottle of olive oils tip number three look for a harvesting date on the label so if you don't find that then probably the olive oil isn't of good quality tip number four is anything labeled light pure or a blend isn't virgin quality so if you see those labels light pure or a blend it isn't virgin uh, virgin quality okay and you need one extra virgin olive oil then the last tip tip number five shop for oils in dark bottles because this protects the oil from oxidation okay so those are the five tips from dr axe on buying good quality olive oil yeah, and, and the reason why we're taking this time while we're in our oil segment to come back and to continue to talk about olive oil is because almost every single person, anyone you talk to, they have olive oil at home. Right. You know, like it's probably as far as the oils are concerned, everyone considers it to be healthy. So everyone buys olive oil. But the tips that we're giving you is to help you to navigate through the hype of olive oil, because uh, whenever something is popular, companies are going to jump on the bandwagon and they're going to water it down and they're going to give you poor quality stuff. And you think that you're doing the right thing, but you're really actually hurting yourself. So it's important that we give you these tips so that you can understand what's going on with olive oil. And just to speak on that a bit, just so that you understand with olive oil, just the way that they have these these tasters around the world that taste wines and the quality of wine, you have olive oil tasters, people that professionally taste olive oil to determine the grades and the clarity and the purity of of olive oil. So this is uh, um, a serious oil and it's expensive, right? Like like, uh, Kim said, uh, $10 a liter minimum. You know, a lot of times we see these sales and we go for things cheaper. So just understand what it is that you're buying. So the more of these things that you look for and that you look at, the, the better your chances of getting a good quality olive oil. And, and all oil, especially vegetable oils, are light sensitive. So to get something in a dark bottle, you know that while it's on the shelf forever, for no matter how long, if it's by a window and the sun is shining on it, you know that uh, your oil is protected. Right. And once you, you know, start listening to the rest of the parts of this series, you will understand why. You do not want to put bad fats into your body. It's going to blow your mind. (laughs) Right. And the the last thing that I want to say in regards to olive oil, remember we gave a study uh, last time talking about how, well, we didn't do the study. We spoke about the study where a study was done on all of the commercial olive oil out there and it was revealed that 70% of the olive oil on the shelf isn't actually real olive oil. It's a blend or it's a weak version or some of it wasn't even olive oil at all. It was in pasta oils. So uh, I just wanted to give you a quick list. These oils that I'm going to give you, they passed the test. They were 100% 
olive oil, good quality olive oil. And obviously this isn't the only list, but these are the ones that they revealed um, in what we were reading. So the company Corto Olive, the company Otavio, uh, the company Omaggio, the company Buriana Olive Oil, another company called Lucini. Then there's another company called Kirkland Organic. I believe that's Costco's. Um, then uh, Lucero, another company, Olea Estates. There's another company called McEvoy Ranch Organic. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> then there's another company called Cobram Estate. And the final company is California Olive Oil. I know Kim is laughing at these <laughs> names, but when you think about where uh, olives, you know, are manufactured, it's Italy, it's France, it's Spain. So you're going to have these, you know, more, uh, you know, uh, European type of, of names to, to them. You know, maybe when you see an American company, you want to give it the side eye. Maybe that's that's a good way to, to tell, you know, that you're getting good better quality and I know that list was um, pretty long and if you're driving and you're not able to write that down I'm going to list them in the show notes page so just go to lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash 61 and you can um, see that list of uh, good olive oil companies yes so let's dive into part two of the truth about fats. So part one was just the introduction, laying down the foundation of what we're going to be discussing in future episodes. But part two, we are diving into fats that you should avoid. So this to me is mind blowing when we, uh, you know, just keep continue to do our research and continue to learn things about ourselves and things to help our clients at our holistic center. You know, it's just amazing when you continue to keep growing and learning this stuff, how it can become life changing. And it has personally changed my life. Even I'm continuing on my health journey because you never stop, you know, improving your health. And these things that we're sharing with you, these are things that we implement into our own lives. So I'm so excited to share this information. Yes. And I, I just think that this is just so important. You know, it's so important. And we want to reveal the unbiased truth about it, you know, because um, a lot of times just in the past on our show, you know, we talk about you know, plant-based eating and we talk about vegetation and things like that. Uh, we don't really talk a lot about, or in the past, we haven't really been speaking a lot about um, like animal products and things like that. And uh, just kind of, you know, listening to the shows and looking back a bit, uh, we may have given an impression that, you know, all animal is, is bad. Mm. And, you know, that's not really the case. So we want to really make sure that moving forward that we balance the scales. Yeah, yeah we balance <laughs> the scales and we make sure that it's it's balanced and, and people, you know, just have the, the real truth about it based on, you know, studies and things that are out there and, and our own personal studies with the, you know, thousands of people that we have worked with. So I think that it's really important. So when it comes to to fats, you know, not all animal fats are bad, just like all vegetable uh, fats are good. Right. Right. So what we want to talk about today is the the bad fats that you definitely need to avoid. And unfortunately, uh, the worst fats are vegetable fats. And I know that we've been taught differently. We've been taught that all animal fats are bad and it's almost been made to seem like all 
vegetable fats are good, but it's not true. So the first type of fat that I want to talk about is hydrogenated oils, right? Hydrogenated oils were introduced to the food industry back in the 50s, and it was created to imitate saturated fats and butters, right? So at that time, saturated fats were dominating uh, the food industry. So when we talk about saturated fats, we're talking about um, butter, we're talking about, you know, lard and from pigs and, and uh, cows and things like that. People were using all different types of uh, animal fats and butters. And at that time, heart disease was a lot lower <laughs> than it is now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like we revealed in um, part one and we, we exposed how, you know, there was an intentional, intentional kind of campaign to villainize the bad fats and to uplift, um, or well, I won't say the bad fats, but um, to villainize the animal fats and to kind of angelize the, the vegetable oils and the margarines and things like that. And that was, you know, very harmful to the health of our country. So we're talking about vegetable oils. Vegetable oils are very, or hydrogenated oils are very inexpensive to make. So basically what they're doing is they're bombarding the vegetable oils with hydrogen. And it turns it from a liquid state to a solid state. So now it's like we have this solid form like a margarine. Um, and it's made from vegetables. So it's like we can use it like butter. We can use it in our foods and our, our different recipes and in packaged products and things like that. And it can be used like like butters. Right. So one of the, the main things when they first started making these uh, hydrogenated butters, they were using cottonseed oil. And it's, it's so interesting. Like if you look at the history of our food industry, a lot of times. And the industry capitalizes on waste. So whenever there's a bunch of waste and they're just throwing this waste away there, they try to figure out a way to put this waste to use. So, you know, the cotton industry is a huge industry and you have these seeds uh, that were left over. So they begin the, the soy industry began to use the cotton seeds to extract oil and then they would use the the oil to hydrogenate it and turn it into these vegetable butters right and it's just so crazy how the industry does that so this was a, a waste product a waste byproduct that they turned into a um a food source that they begin to use. So it's very important to understand hydrogenated oils, right? So a hydrogenated oil, your body doesn't recognize that as a food. It doesn't. And hydrogenated oils is one molecule away from plastic. That's That's how close, yeah, that's how close it is to, to plastic when it gets hard and it thickens like that. So when it gets in our blood, it thickens our blood and it slows our blood flow down and uh, which can lead to high blood pressure and it can also lead to uh, artery plaque. So it's very important to understand what happens when hydrogenated oils get in your body. So when you're consuming a food, it's very important that you read the label and that you understand what it is that's in your food. So whenever you see hydrogenated oil 
you run. Want, yeah, you want to run. You li- <laughs> you literally want to run. And what they're doing now is they'll use words to soften it. So they'll say partially hydrogenated oil as if that really sounds better. Uh, if you see partially hydrogenated oils, it doesn't matter what it is. You want to read the ingredients. And if you see partially hydrogenated oil or hydrogenated oils, you want to get away from that oil. Okay? And just kind of thinking about the connection when you're saying it hardens the arteries. So if you already have an imbalance in your body where your cardiovascular system is already strained, consuming, you know, these type of oils, these, I mean, fats, hydrogenated fats is only going to weaken and worsen your condition. Yes. It's going to, you know, your blood circulates around your body to transport nutrients and oxygen. And it's so vital to having good health. So when you consume these things each and every time just think you're taking away you're 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 uh withdrawing from your health bank. You're not adding to it each yes. and every time and when you are conscious of the things that you're eating and you read the labels and you ask questions at restaurants, you'll see that you're consuming it a lot more than you think. You know, a higher amount than you really think that you are. Absolutely. And the next oil that uh, we want to talk about a fat, bad fat are trans fats. And when I say trans fats, if you know what a trans fat is, you should automatically, you know, kind of get the chills, like the cold chills, like you're afraid <laughs> when I mention the word trans fats, because that is one of the most toxic things that you can put in your body. We talk about how your body doesn't recognize hydrogenated oils. Your body really doesn't recognize trans fats. Trans fats, when, you're, when uh, uh, your cells consume the, the trans fats, it actually turns your, your cells into almost like zombies. You know, it, 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 send, it spirals them out of control and they, they wreak havoc in your body. They infect other cells in your body and it causes this this chain reaction of rogue cells in your body. So trans fats is very, very toxic in your body. And based on the work of uh, Dr. Fred Kumiro, author of Cholesterol is Not the Culprit, who has researched fats and heart disease for over 50 years Based on the information that he gives, trans fats clog the arteries and they cause heart disease. Wow. Right? And they wreck your memory. Based on a study that was done by the American Heart Association, they did a study on young to middle-aged men uh, with trans fat and memory. And the study revealed that these men who ate large amounts of saturated fat had a significantly reduced ability to recall words during a memory test. Right. So it's, it's affecting your cognitive abilities. We're talking about uh, trans fats. So you definitely want to get away from uh, trans fats. And the thing with the thing with trans fats is that trans fats are in hydrogenated oils. So just in having um, hydrogenated oils, you're going to consume trans fats. And finally, the FDA, they're beginning to really see and understand how destructive trans fats are. And they're working right now to actually ban uh, trans fats. But the problem is 
is deep because it's in almost everything. Like everything. If you, yeah, if you're getting packaged foods, most likely it's in it. So we're talking about if you're going to ban trans fats, we're talking about a complete overhaul in the food industry. Yeah, the food industry. And we know that this is about money. So the pushback has got to be tremendous right now. So I don't know if this is a battle that they're going to win anytime soon. You have to get on the front lines and be your own advocate. Because when I hear information like this or when I learn of it, when you take responsibility for your health, we, we can't rely on the government to to protect us. I mean, th- that's why they're there. But unfortunately, when economics is in play, sometimes the consumer is not the priority. But we can make a difference in our lives and we can put money into our health bank instead of withdrawing it on a daily basis for ourselves and our families. Right. Just to dive in a little bit deeper with hydrogenated oils and trans fats and things like that, uh, they're mostly coming from vegetable oils, right? So let's talk about vegetable oils. Vegetable oils are very heat sensitive, right? So just by applying uh, heat to uh, vegetable oils, uh, they turn into trans fats. So based on the research of uh, Dr. Catherine Shanahan, an MD, and the author of uh, Deep Nutrition, she talks about uh, just the vegetable oil process. And based on her research, when the oil is extracted from the, the vegetable source, uh, the seed or the bean, like soy, for example, um, trans fats are, are produced because they have to be heated. So you have this heat-sensitive oil that has to be heated during the process, so it's automatically creating trans fats. So when you're, when you're buying uh, these vegetable oils, it already contains trans fats. And I just want to read something uh, from her book because she talks about just the canola oil process. And I think it's important to look at it because in the oil industry, Canola oil is considered to be one of the healthier oils, mm-hmm. right? Um, a lot of restaurants will use canola oil right. with pride, and they'll they you said they, with pride with pride, <laughs> like, yes, they like, do. Like they will, you know, like advertise that we use canola oil in our meals, and that's a problem. You know, canola oil is looked at as a health food, so it's in a lot of health products, but it's not as good as it's cracked up to be. So. Let me read this. Canola oil degrades so rapidly that a testing company needed to find the purest canola oil to use as a standard against which other oils could be compared. Couldn't locate any canola oil, even from pharmaceutical grade manufacturers with a trans fat content lower than 1.2 percent. This means that vegetable oil and products made from vegetable oil contain trans fat even when the label seems to guarantee them trans free. One thing that I think is important for you to understand is legally how it works with labels. Nothing when it comes to labels, nothing is absolute because 
there's certain standards. Mm-hmm. Like like they a company is allowed to say that something is a hundred percent as long as it meets a certain percentage or doesn't go over a certain percentage. So for for trans fats, for example, as long as it is under a certain percentage, uh, they consider that to be small enough to say uh, that is trans fat free. So let me just read further. Chemical analysis shows that even bottles of organic Expelopress canola oil contain as much as 5% trans fats plus cyclic hydrocarbons and oxyphosterols, which are highly damaging to the arteries. Of course, natural fats are all okay before they're processed and refined, so there's no harm in eating corn, soybeans, sunflower, and other tasty seeds, but it's just this way that they're processed that produce trans fats, right? So a vegetable oil can contain as much as 5% and be labeled trans fat free. And we were having this conversation, uh, me and Kim the other day with my sister, and if you bought a bottle of oil on it and it said contains 5% trans fats, like would you still buy it? Right. You know, would you still buy any oil <laughs> if you, you went to the store to buy, you know, let, let's even say if it was olive oil, you went to buy olive oil and you was looking on the shelf and you see olive oil, olive oil, then this one company says olive oil, this product contains 5% trans fats. You, you would run... The other way, you wouldn't yeah, buy it's, it. It's like it's advertising only five percent. It will harden your arteries. Like it's, it's just it looks ridiculous. Nobody yeah. would purchase the product. So, for marketing sake, it's not very appealing. <laughs> exactly, but that's what it contains. So because of that, because of that, uh, they're able to say that it doesn't have it because the percentage is small. Right. But just understanding what. What trans fats do when they get in your body, they destroy cells and they cause your cells to go rogue and create other rogue cells to not function and do the things that they're supposed to. So five percent, even though it's a small percent, it gets in your body and it multiplies. Mm. So it doesn't matter how much trans fats you get. You don't want to get any trans fats or at least these artificial trans fats. You don't want to get any of these uh, trans fats into your body. So what we did was we compared the list of oils that you definitely want to stay away from. When, when I read these oils off, I don't, when I say stay away, I don't mean don't buy them. I mean, check your labels and make sure that it's not in the yeah, foods that you're eating. It's not in the foods that you're eating. This is very important. It doesn't matter what it is. If you see these oils, no matter where it's at on the list, you want to try to stay away. Right. So let's begin. So margarine and non-butter spreads. This includes most of the vegan butters out there, right? So in a study that they did, it has an effect on bone growth and sexual development in children. And uh, it has an effect on sexual dysfunction in men as well as cellulite in women. And I can speak on that. (laughs) I will share a personal (laughs) moment, Um, you know, because Jamal and I, we've, eaten 100% plant-based for over 10 years. Um, So we've consumed a lot of these vegetable oils. And even for me, I eat healthy, I exercise, 
and I developed cellulite on the back of my legs and, you know, I would do cleanses and detoxes and things of that nature and it would, you know, go away a little bit. But when I implemented, you know, eliminating these harmful vegetable oils from my diet in less than what, how many, I don't even. It I, w- I would say what you think, maybe like 30 days. Right. In 30 yeah. days, my cellulite is pretty much gone. You know, it's gone. And it's not like I did scrubs or <laughs> any external things. It was being more mindful of what I was consuming. And it, it's amazing, you know. So my mind was just blown um, because I wasn't even trying. Like I, I was just changing my diet because I'm just like I can't consume these things, even though I thought they were good. And I had immediate, you know, feedback. So that was just crazy. Yes. So the the next oil is canola oil, soybean oil, sunflower seed oil, corn oil, grapeseed oil, safflower seed oil. And a lot of those oils, like when you, you know, I know for me, when you used to see them on packages, you're like, okay, it's a healthier oil, right. you know, yeah. but you would think that you saw sunflower seed oil or corn oil or grape seed, you would think that it was it was good. And obviously cottonseed oil, that's just a waste product. We definitely want to stay away from that. Right. And if you're if you're driving, like I said before, I will include this list as well in the show notes pages at lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash sixty one. And it's so it's mindful that you pay attention to the packaging of the foods that you're eating because one of the things that we realized when we started to understand these oils on the deeper level is that they're in all of the salad dressings. Like yes. we, we couldn't find not one salad dressing that had a good oil in it. Mm-hmm. They would always spoil it. It would be like olive oil and you're like, yes. And then it, it would say may contain cottonseed oil. You're like, come <laughs> or, on. Or olive, <laughs> it'll say olive oil slash canola oil. <laughs> like, what, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. What does olive oil slash canola oil mean? Like, does on. it mean that like if you're out of olive oil that then you have to use canola oil sometimes? Like, I never understood when they put that product slash product on it. So uh, what we found is that, you know, we had to start making our own salad dressings. None of the commercial salad dressings are good, or at least the ones that we've researched. The only one that I have researched that has 100% olive oil in it is the Bragg Company. The Bragg seems to make good olive oils. But outside of Bragg, if it's not a, if it's not a crazy oil, they're going to put some type of sugar in there. And we spoke about that in the last episode, talking about like if the, you know, between the oil and the sugar, those is what disrupt. So it's either going to be an oil or sugar in there. So you want to be mindful when you're looking at the salad dressings, packaged products. You have to read the label. Yes. The ingredients, not the nutritional value. That's what people get stuck at, the nutritional value. And we did a show on uh, label reading in the past. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah, you want to check that episode out. It's important. It's not about the nutritional value because they put a lot of vitamins and you know, synthetic vitamins and minerals into your foods. So you're looking at the nutritional value and like, wow, this has a lot of good nutrition in it. But meanwhile, they just added it back to the food because the food didn't have it in the first place. So you want to read 
um, the ingredients, check the ingredients list and make sure that it doesn't have these oils in it. And then the last thing is restaurants. Like you really want to make sure that these restaurants aren't uh, using these oils. And and I tell you, for us, Hmm. when we really started to dig into this oil thing and we just made the decision that we weren't going to put any more bad oils in our body like consciously, you know, sometimes things happen. It does. But we weren't going to consciously use these bad oils. What we did was we called around to all of the restaurants that we go to that we frequent. And these are restaurants that we consider to be healthy restaurants because, you know, that's the only type of restaurants we go to that is somewhat healthy. We found out that, you know, out of all the restaurants we went to, it didn't matter if it was, you know, like vegan, whole food types of restaurants. It didn't matter. Like they were using oils. Most of them. Most of them. I would say 90, 90% of the restaurants were using these oils Mm -hmm. that we no longer consume. They were using some form of vegetable oil. And sometimes they'll say it with pride. Yes, we use soybean oil, you know, and it's crazy. So we stopped, unfortunately, very unfortunately, because the food was great and the food tastes good. Mm -hmm. But we stopped going to these restaurants. We We were even on the fence of, should we talk with the owners (laughs) and just, Right. We want to support businesses yeah. as right. entrepreneurs. I just a lot of times people stop frequenting places and not never really communicating why they stopped. Yes. But as an entrepreneur, that feedback, even though you might not want to hear it sometimes, helps a business to continue to right. grow. Yes. So we were on the fence. Yeah. And that, you know, we were on the fence with that. And uh, we actually for some, you know, not not all, but for some, we actually decided to have that. The, the ones where we were, you know, we had a relationship with uh, with the owner. We decided to have that uh, that conversation, but you know some of the other ones, you know, it's just it's just bigger chains, and there's no you have no connection with the the, the owner and things like that. So you know we're not going to do it with those, but the smaller mom and pop type ones, we're going to bring that to to their attention at least so they know and they they maybe they're not aware. Right. Uh, I was reading an article and it was talking about um, just. The transition, you know, if restaurants decided to switch over to um, olive oil, using olive oil instead of the other cheap oils, uh, it would be a 50 percent loss that they would take as far as like per meal. They would they would lose 50 cents, uh, which, you know, can add up to a lot of money, you know, long term wise. So what we were you said 50 cents, 50 cents, yeah, 50 cents. Yeah, they would lose 50 cents per Per meal, um, and we're just thinking like just raise raise your cost by fifty cents. And I think people, I personally think that people would get it and understand if you just say that you know we're only using olive oil moving forward, and it, it's going to cost us fifty cents extra per meal to add in olive oil. So we're so all of the prices are being increased fifty cent. I I don't think people will have a problem with that. I don't think you're going to lose business for 50 cents. Right. Yeah. And if you explain to them why, I would pay 50 cent more to improve my health instead of (laughs) instead of hindering it. Um, So definitely, I think just with education, because a lot of times, you know, you just don't know and it's okay. But when you find out, what do you do with the information? Right. So uh, that is the conclusion, right? I yes. think we are 
shared a lot of information. Um, and this is all to just, you know, help to educate everyone out there because a lot of times we have these imbalances in our body and we're getting, giving attention to the wrong area. And, you know, the things that you consume is like the number one culprit or one of the top culprits of why you uh, experience health challenges in your life. And oils is, you know, so huge, you know, it doesn't get enough attention. And that's why we're doing this series. So now that we have discussed the fats that you should avoid and why, now it's about getting into some action steps about what fat should you be consuming and where do you get these types of fat? So that is part three. That's where we're heading in part three. So stay tuned for that next week where we continue our fats, all about fats series. Part three, we'll be diving into fats that you should consume and why. And um, as I mentioned, I'm going to list all the information in the show notes pages, the information about the good olive oil companies, the information about the the vegetable oils to avoid. And also I'm going to list the books that Jamal was referencing. So if you wanted to pick that up and read it, you can as well. So before we go, I want to say thanks for listening. Make sure that you um, subscribe to the show if you're not already on. If this is the first episode that you're listening to, welcome. We hope that you got value from it. And, uh, you know, go to our website, lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash podcast to check out our previous release episodes and make sure you join our email list so that you're notified of anything we have going on in the future. Okay, so until next time, live healthier. Peace and blessings, everyone. Stay healthy. We want to say thank you for listening to the show and for access to the show notes pages, more podcast episodes, blog content, as well as more information about our center, Life, Strength, and Health, then just visit us at lifestrengthandhealth.com. Until next time, live healthier.